This podcast is powered by Tequila Fortaleza. Handmade in small batches and hands down, my favorite tequila. Hey, have you been hankering to join Slow Baja in the Nora Mexican 1000 Slow Baja Safari class? Well, you better sign up. We've only got a few spots left. April 28th to Cinco de Mayo. That's right. We start off in Ensenada. You better be there a day or two before the 28th, though, because there's a quite a fiesta. And then we take off and we run down the peninsula and see all the great roads, drive all the roads that the racers drive. We just get out way ahead of them. But we get a, a few minutes to stop, take photos, maybe jump in the ocean, grab a taco at my favorite taco stand. At the end of the day, we've got a spot for a michelada. It's a lot of fun, um, and it is a world-class bucket list adventure. More information is at Nora.com. That's N-O-R-R-A, N-O-R-R-A.com. Slow Baja Safari Class. And if you've got some specific questions, feel free to hit me up at slowbaja.com. Click that contact box and uh, we can schedule a call. We can, I can walk you right up to the pharmacy window, get your prescription filled if your doctor has said that Baja is right for you. Hey, it's Slow Baja, and I'm coming to you from the Shield Man Recording Studio, sitting inside my Land Cruiser in a parking garage in North Beach in San Francisco, just back from the Baja XL Rally, and we've got a lot of cool stuff to share with you from that adventure. Brought Kaiser with me, that's right. My podcast producer, Kaiser, made his first trip to Baja, and he shot video, and we are launching Slow Baja YouTube podcasts. So you're going to want to check that out over at uh, Slow Baja on YouTube. If you're not uh, following the podcast over there, please subscribe, check it out. And so in effort to get those videos edited and the images edited and do all the work to get the first one right, the first one with Ivan Stewart, we're taking this week off. Um, We've got a, a great show from the archive, Beth Slevko, on Finding Chango, one of my favorite shows of all time. So we're bringing that one back out for your listening pleasure. If you didn't hear it, please give it a listen. And if you did hear it, give it another listen. I really, really, really like this show. So anyways, check it out. We'll be back next week with Ivan Stewart and video. start with the word crazy <laughs> yes yeah, sure. i don't even know you Loco. but i feel like i know you <laughs> it's slow baja and i am at the surf monkey fellowship of all places i just toured the surf monkey museum and i am <laughs> delighted to be here with beth Slevkov in her home in san diego her beautiful home in san diego and we're going to talk about this surfing monkey fellowship and uh, Joe is going to join us. Joe, say hello. Hello, hello. Welcome. Um, Beth, geez, let's just jump into it. Sounds good. What? What? <laughs> Why? What? <laughs> Tell me about your first um, interaction with okay. um, Baja and how oh. you came across a surf monkey. Okay. And how you, I think, I'm maybe projecting here a little, but I'm thinking there's a little bit of an obsession that probably had you searching back 
alleys of TJ looking for <laughs> ceramic shops, trying to figure out where this thing comes from and who has the molds. Am oh, I right? The, the monkey will lead. The monkey will lead us. <laughs> <laughs> lead you to where? Let's hear it. Great places, great people. Um, so I I started journeying to to Baja first Tijuana in uh, in the back seat of a church van uh, on uh, a youth group uh, trips where we would partner with various communities uh, to build homes together and um, uh, do all sorts of different um, things, farming and um, wonderful opportunities. And when we would come back across the border, uh, you know, we were waiting for an hour or two, and uh, I would see the various um, tchotchke sold only to... uh, Americans, you know, no Mexican in their right mind would have a surf monkey on their kitchen table. Mexican Americans buy tchotchkes, <laughs> but maybe not surf monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe not. Um, and so I saw this monkey on a surfboard, and I've surfed since I was um, 15 or something like that. So it's probably actually about the same time I was going down there. And um, I thought it was the ugliest thing I've ever seen. So I say it was definitely love at second sight. <laughs> so um, I'm like, who would buy that? And then I don't know. I don't know what happened. Uh, I don't know what epiphany came to me. But uh, somehow, as we kept going down there for these various trips, and then my brother and I started traveling, we would always own some kind of car that had high clearance that we could go anywhere and everywhere, um, preferably Jeep tracks uh, to some beautiful coast cove that nobody was you know at except for little fish camps fish villages um and and somewhere along the line I just kept seeing these and I thought you know I I I really kind of started loving these little monkeys on surfboards and uh when was it then we stopped we stopped Joe's got a pile of notes over here and I think he's got a clipboard (laughs) folks he is a natural historian (laughs) and researcher So that's why I've asked him to be a part of this, because he can remember things for me. But at one point, we realized, and this was much later, this was probably 20 years later, early 2000s, that it was hard to see them. They were really hard to find at the border, and we realized that they were uh, endangered. And that's what uh, got us interested in maybe doing something about that. We didn't want the surf monkey to be on the extinct list. So, and I, I should say, actually, at the very start of this, the surf monkey is not a monkey. It is an ape. Um, apes have no tails. It I was guessing. Chimpanzee. I was guessing chimpanzee. It's a chimpanzee. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually not a monkey at all. Harkening back to my work with Jane Goodall many years ago. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> failed, failed film project with Jane Goodall. Oh, wow. Telling uh, the slow Baja world uh, here for the first time. Well, I'm glad that didn't succeed because you might not have been here with us now talking about doing, surf monkeys. I could have been doing bigger yeah. and better. Th- <laughs> not, not, surf not anything bigger and better than surf monkeys. So let's get the timeline here, Beth. So you were doing um, church trips to Baja. Was that high school? Was that college? That would have been, been high school. 80s. So that would have been the, in the 80s. And you're a, you're a Southern California girl. Yes. Okay. If it's okay to say that that way, no slight meant you've you grew up surfing in southern california and um doing church stuff in baja and 
in the 80s, the surfing monkey was ubiquitous. I bought one in 1984. Yes. I probably bought one in 1986. Yep. I have no idea where those two are, but they're, they did not make the move to my, my adult life, sadly. Oh, so um, you're right. They disappeared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I first saw them in the 70s on my church trip <laughs> and uh, junior high and things. And yeah. yeah, they were abundantly on the border. Prolific. Prolific, and then now they're uh, yeah they've become rare and and uh, endangered. So, well, can I can I get down the path of the thought? I mean, yeah, okay. Like you must have had that thought. Hey, remember those old surfing monkeys? Now it's all Bart Simpson, or it's a big dumb you know something Raiders thing, or uh, what have you. Whatever is being sold today. That's right. And so, why would a sane person with a UC Santa Barbara degree and probably gainfully and two em- graduate degrees? Yeah, I was going to say, and probably, <laughs> probably gainfully employed, decide this was going to be your quest. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Well, for those who don't know the surf monkey, it it, it is uh, an important part of of surf culture. Um, it's known as the garden gnome of, of surf culture. And, you know, thousands have been sold over the years. And it, people from, you know, you talk to the old, it's got to be the older surfers. You go back to the 70s and 80s, you know, everybody had one. Um, yeah. It, and then you run into people who, like I knew people who, uh, my brother-in-law, for instance, his whole gang of friends from college in Colorado, when everybody got married... They got the monkey, and the monkey passed. You know, over ten years, it, it went around to twelve different people, yeah. like a virus. You know, and 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 that's the thing is what uh, what drew me in is is um, I realized anybody who we start hearing stories about the surf monkey, and and anyone who loves the surf monkey is um, they're they're solid, they're good people. Good people. Yeah, it's like anyone who travels Baja, not not parties in Ensenada, but actually you know knows Baja, travels Baja. Um, good people, anyone who has an old Westphalia camper van, good people, anyone who owns the surf monkey, good people. So that really drew us into all these stories. And then Joe starts researching, you know, where did they come from? And well, and, you started selling them. Yeah. Okay. So, how you do, know, well, well and wait so, a second here. Yeah. Joe, what's, what's your background? I am a high school drama teacher <laughs> who does right. not surf. And you have an advanced degree. And yeah. so what leads you to say, I want to find out? Because I love this woman, the monkey girl next to me, <laughs> who uh, she gets me to go to Baja. Um, Rarely, but. That's why we got the van that I can stay inside of. It's got a full enclosed camper. Um, so anyway, I'll, I'll go along because I'm curious. I'm just yeah. curious. Yeah. But uh, you kept finding, you know, this people love the monkey. Mm. And you kept running into people who would be so excited, you know, when they saw you had the monkey. We had a we had a little gift shop at the time in the early 2000s down at Seaport Village, and you had all these monkeys that you'd bring back from your surf trips. So we started selling them, and every, you know, 500th person came in and went, "Oh my gosh, the monkey!" Always had a story, and they all had a great story. Yeah, usually yeah. it ended up it had something to do with partying in Tijuana and coming home with one drunk and the girlfriend or wife, you know, moving it from the table or living room to the garage. 
yes. the yeah. man cave. I, I mean, I, I think if Seinfeld had been set in San Diego, oh, yeah. there would definitely be an episode devoted to the surf monkey. There, the, the TV show Judging Amy, which was on about 20 years ago, that w- it was a recurring theme. <laughs> All the cast members at one point got the surfing monkey when they were down and out. Exactly. They would get the monkey and it would encourage them. Yeah. So there, there is, yeah, there's definitely uh, all kinds of legends. We found, in addition to the surf community, through Beth's, when she started selling them, you started getting emails from, it would be people who were in the Navy in the mm-hmm. 70s or 80s. They had a monkey. So they also came back from their Tijuana trip with the monkey. And, and then went to Indiana or uh, wherever. Yeah, so I we'd mean, get an email from Indiana. Exactly. Oh, I broke... His monkey, it's he's had it for twenty years in the man cave. I need can you get me one shipped by Christmas? And we had multiple ones of those. We sent we monkeys a, all over the all over the country. We had a map of all the states the monkeys ended up. We ha- almost filled the the whole country, I think. But sadly, and you know sadly, uh, uh, the time it took to package them, and they often came broken, and so Joe would have to repackage them and dumpster dive for the materials this, this was not a profit center this was no, a, this has never been a love, profit this it's is a love project love. yeah it cost it cost more money to ship you yeah. know yeah, to than package to it than, to, yeah. than the monkey was worth so but people loved him yeah and sadly well then we had a surf shop that sh- that would ship them and but sadly they came to the same conclusion so if anybody is out there hmm, that wants to be a monkey shipper particularly in san diego that steve i could steve hall surfing post on cast street and pb i'm calling you steve hall all right, all right. let's get the surfing monkey out to the world i'll get surfing you the post on cast street <laughs> um so beth seriously I, I, I i'm on the edge of my seat like did you just buy one every time you came back from a Baja trip? Well, it's and then you had a bunch, and then you said, like, what am I doing with these things? And I'm going to resell them in my Seaport Village shop? And and we were, the recession was coming on. We were going out of business. And I remember one day you just said. The future's know, like, the monkey. As everything was kind of, you had lost your job. Beth works as a, as a chaplain. Huh. And uh, everything was kind of falling apart. And one day you just went. I'm going to start a monkey business, and I'm going to bring the monkey back. It's no monkey business. This is the only thing that's ever worked for me in my entire life is monkey business. <laughs> I'm so delighted we're talking uh, right? about these sort of matters. Right, These right? These deep, you know, oh. worthy matters. That's right. That's right. Um, it, uh, so I would bring them back, and I would ask uh, the guys who were running around selling things, you know, I, I need I need 10 monkeys. And they would run around to the various um, booths on the border and, and find me 10 monkeys. And um, so it started there. But then uh, a friend of mine, Joelle, um, she and I would go um, searching the border to try to find uh the factories and who's actually manufacturing these, who's making them, who has the molds. And we uh, ran in. Are, the, are these independent standalone? We're going to get to the bottom of the monkey business trips or were you doing something else? And you said, you know, after we go get a Caesar salad, we're going to go check out the monkey thing. No, this was, um, this, this was pretty this, much, this was, you're yeah, on a we journey. Had a mission. I, on a mission. You know, I, from just the end of the surf trip to you were yeah. going there just for the monkey. Yeah, they are endangered, and I need to do something about it. So, <laughs> so we and we ended up finding a wonderful uh, family who has the mold. And wait a second, how? How? What? what, what give Give me a little background. So you're, you, where do you go? Where do yeah. you start? Yeah. You well, get you get the seller. 
Well, and then you say, "Take me to your, take me to your warehouse." Well, that took that took many years and a long uh, uh, relationship before they let us actually come to where they manufactured these. I get it. But we uh, actually found it on this side of the border, the last exit in the states. There's a lot of different places that import directly from Tijuana down there and uh, have warehouses. And so we were driving around those warehouses and we found some monkeys and started talking to this family. Since this is, how many years has this been? Since then, they're, it's, about, it's about 15 years ago now. You know, I, I consider them uh, but you, close you, acquaintances. You, you literally just drove around yeah. the warehouses on the San Isidro side of the border yeah, and then would talk to people, you know, yeah, and say, hey, do you have, do you have the monkey? <laughs> The surf monkey, mono, chango. mono de chango. chango, chango. That's the that's what they call, yeah, which is Mexican slang for monkey. Yeah, and so that. eventually somebody said yes. Yeah. Yes, and uh, I we have been connected with this family and uh, in so many wonderful ways. Um, so and you started selling them then. You were, you were wholesaling yeah. them to surf shops all around Southern California, Southern California, yeah. and then online we were selling them for a while. Yeah. And uh, you still sell them through the surf shops here in San Diego, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just posted a link to um, West Coast Paddle Surf yeah. something. Yeah. You know, somebody posted, how do I get one of those? And I, you know, went to your site and posted a link. And so. There might be some updating that needs to happen. Oh, they don't. They're, they're, well, when they find out, <laughs> yeah. when they find they're out that they're nothing, they're going to get, get, they're going to do a Google search. Are, there are still shops in San Diego selling them. Yes. Yeah. All right. And there's always drama. The factory uh, had a fire at one point and actually quite recently, and um, they didn't have the mold anymore. So they're asking me to bring down if I had monkeys to bring down so they could make a mold off one of the monkeys that I had so that they could continue. And we don't, the group I work with, the family I work with doesn't have the only mold, but there's probably a handful of, of molds. There's not, there's not a lot. Yeah. So let's, let's get down to that. I mean, what's, what's the arc of the rarity of the monkey world and how many different, I saw there was a monkey wearing sunglasses. Mm -hmm. Mm, The monkey in my mind never had sunglasses. So that's a, that's a variation. There's the Husong's monkey. The Corona uh, monkey. Oh, the Corona monkey. Yes, the Corona, the wearing a Corona monkey. shirt or something on yeah. his back, There's right? There's a Playboy monkey we don't support. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The misogynistic monkey. <laughs> yeah, the misogynistic monkey. So again, what do you think, Beth? How many variations are out there? You know, I have no idea. I would, definitely less than 10, I would think. But over the years, I'm sure there's been a dozen. And, and Beth can actually spot them like like a jeweler. Exactly. Like exactly. She'll look at it and go, oh, look, this one's indented a little bit this way, or the board is shaped a little bit different on this one, because everybody has a little bit different variation. I would we, imagine that, that that somebody's molding off of existing monkeys, yeah, molding yeah, off yeah. of existing, hey, this one's sold. We need to sell that, too. We're going to make ours, and it's going to be just this much difference, different because of indifference mm-hmm. or sloppiness or intention. Yeah. To yeah. make something that's our own, you know. And they don't have the copyright situations there. Nor Corona's, of, probably nor Corona's, yeah. um, right. you know, permission. Right. permission. That's or right. Playboys or, you Exactly. Know. So yeah. how old do you think the monkey is? Oh, What's we, the oldest monkey oh, you've know. got? You know. Oh, we know. 1969? Yeah. In fact, this is... 74? We, we have a big reveal think? that we, we actually haven't... Today on this Slow is, Baja. We kid Stand you not. back, folks. 
we kid you not, Joe has done so much research. We've asked a zillion people, and we've gotten a hundred different stories, uh, the origin story of the surf monkey. But uh, we actually have the uh, have the man. Hang on. Yeah. We're gonna take a break for Baja Bound, my good friends. We're all going to have a sip of our IPA. We're going to leave you on the edges of your seats, folks. We'll be right back. Here at Slow Baja, we can't wait to drive our old Land Cruiser south of the border. And when we go, we'll be going with Baja Bound Insurance. Their website's fast and easy to use. Check them out at BajaBound.com. That's BajaBound.com, serving Mexico travelers since 1994. Hey, we're back, and we're going to find out how old the oldest Chango is. You know, Richard Leakey just passed. I oh, mean, yeah. Yeah. And Louis Leakey, his father. I mean, come on. We're talking about the origins of man here. Yeah. So, Joe, the well, origins. Did you have a network of high school drama students working computers and trying to crowdsource this um, information, or is this all on you? This was on me. I'm, I'm the, again, the curious one. I, and I think as you started selling wholesaling to the— uh, California Surf Museum up in Oceanside, you know, and so the monkey was on the shelf next to art pieces with a little bio about the artist, and, you know, there was a plaque about the history of everything, and so I thought, oh, we got to find the history of the monkey, and it was just curious, too, and you kept asking everyone you'd buy from, and everybody had a different story, uh, you know, each person said, oh, we, we, we originated it. We were the first ones to make it. Everyone else copied our mold, or my nephew made it, or we found one in Hawaii, we yeah. heard. Um, anyway, the story was always changing, and we assumed somewhere deep in Mexico or Baja, there's an artist who who made uh, the original monkey, and uh, but we couldn't, we were not, we kept hitting dead ends. We couldn't find it. Um, I know the monkey was in the the surf you know it it was in a textbook about surfing and it, but it didn't mention the origin we went to there's a a surf version of the antiques road show that came through it was at the San Diego Convention Center and we took the monkey in and we stood in line and we got up there and sat down with them and I thought well, we're finally going to get the truth crazy. and they just we stared at us blankly really they had no next. idea they were next yeah <laughs> now we have a baja hoodie from 1974 <laughs> yeah Repaired in in period. So then we just started talking to old surfers, and they'd all say, "Oh yeah, we've we I got mine in the early '70s. It seemed like right around 1970 was the earliest anybody had thought, maybe late '60s." Um, but again, we were stuck. Uh, so then a clue came. A number of people would say, "You know, I had uh, I had the skateboard monkey." Or I had the uh, I had the baseball the monkey. Well, what? I had the golf monkey, or I had the doctor and the nurse monkey. The politician monkey. Yeah. yeah. So um, people kept saying that, and I thought well, the what monkey is that family. Mean? I thought I thought well, they're just making a mistake. But anyway, so through some online searching on a lot of old collector sites, you there's there's probably fifteen different monkeys. And you can tell they're the monkey's uncle. I mean, they are the same look. They're the same size. You could tell the same artist made them. They're they're definitely re- related. So um, anyway, so by going through those people, the collector's sites, I found out there's a comp- there was a company called Progressive Arts Products. In- Somebody had it written on the 
bottom of their monkey? Is that what? Well, the guys who were all these experts and nerds on the collector sites were like, oh, yeah, these were made from 1968 through 1982 from this company in Los Angeles and da 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 da. And, you know, they would get, you know, knockoffs were made down in Tijuana. And usually that monkey then disappeared or whatever it was. It, I mean, it might have been a statue of, you know, um, for Christmas or a statue for. You know, they, they, whatever little cute thing they made at, at this company, little tchotchkes and statues and figurines, but they would get copied at, at Baja. But the best seller, obviously, the big one was the Surf Monkey. Yeah. So anyway, so then I started trying to find this company. It doesn't exist anymore. Um, but I found some old copyright trademark documents from the, from the government. <laughs> How deep will Joe go? Okay, hold the mic here, because i got to find... Yeah, it's getting deep. This is where... Onto his printed materials. Okay, this is from the Library of Congress. <laughs> These folks are taking this seriously, slow Baja community. January, We're not goofing off here. January 15th, 1970. Mm-hmm. Uh, item H40484, surfing monkey, wearing striped swimsuit statuette. That's the dude. And I'm like, is the first time I found something, you know, pro- pro- progressive art products of California. This is the missing link. In plaster. And then it the says, missing link, by, says. Now, I, we'd assumed there's an artist down in Mexico who's made this, but this is Los Angeles. And it says the name by Masad Teraharachi. And hmm. as I looked down, there were other trademarked items, other monkeys, and then. Actually, there Beth, were there Beth were is scores holding up and a, scores of these products. A four by six color coat of oh, color get to that. print yeah. showing so, the man, the so, myth, uh, the legend, the guy who made. We're taking a break here, folks. Yeah. We're back with <laughs> Joe and Beth and laughing, having a good time. We just had a visit from her nephew. Um, and what was the name again? Uh, Masad Terahachi. That's a fake name. So, oh, first time. But the name shows up the, under all these products. Yeah. So anyway, I start searching Masad that name. Masad Terahachi. And I'm only finding there's a there's a fine artist who's a painter with that name. There's a there's a a, a Persian artist who came, you know, who's basically got out of Iran, Tehran, raised in Tehran. And there was an article in from a North Dakota newspaper in the 1950s it's about really this good. guy who got out of Tehran and came to North Dakota to become an artist. And anyway, I, I'm not finding I spend anything. A lot of time in North I'm not Dakota. finding anything that makes sense. There's not a lot of artists there. But if you're so, from Tehran, yes, that could be a good spot. Anyway. Wide open spaces. And then and then I started the name there's the name Sean Terahachi, who in in the publishing like the underground publishing world, this guy is a legend. And he uh, edited a magazine that was called Crap Hound back in the 90s. Yeah, Crap Hound. And uh, he was the editor of that. And he's a writer. He's he's known for all this quirky humor and political humor, and he's written for public radio. And Are we getting in too deep? This oh, is too you deep. know, whatever. Anyway, I mean, I'm, so there's I'm Sean on the edge of my seat. I mean, how many Terahachis can there be? I, you in, know, in the That might have a monkey connection. So anyway, through a friend of a friend of a friend who knows a guy, we got his email, and I sent him an email and said, Hi. No way. Uh... Might you be know of uh, Masad Terahachi who made ceramic monkeys in 
and maybe you'd be ceramic or you know whatever I, I forget what i wrote him but i wrote this letter like yeah he's i'm serious i'm i'm very <laughs> trying to be very diplomatic and respectful and he writes back oh yeah that's my dad <laughs> and um and we said yeah my could, dad he made the monkey I said, monkey man could, we called could him we meet him and he he just thought he goes oh that's great he goes, yeah, he was, at the time he was 85, he goes, yeah, he's still doing all right. And mm. anyway, he got, contacted us, gave us his number. We and, drove to his home. And, uh, in 2013. LA? In Los Angeles? In someplace? the Los Angeles suburbs. Somewhere yeah, like, we'll keep it. No, okay, we'll no. keep it okay. private. But in the, in this, in the suburbs, suburbs of Los, of Los Angeles, Angeles, so he was, he was a... retired, mm. and you, you, you called him yeah. and said, can we come? And he was very polite, but... A little bit, he seemed Baffled. confused. Baffled. Like, why are these people coming? Why is CNN coming to do a documentary yeah. on me right now for the monkey thing? And so, uh, you know, we brought in, uh, we came in, we brought the monkey, one of the monkeys with us, and he looked at it and kind of went, yeah, that's mine, he said. <laughs> and um, But not exactly his. He, he explained his... His, but, but it was goes, a knockoff of his. He goes, I'm assuming, he goes right? yeah, that's. I, he yeah. goes, I did those, yeah. yeah. And um, and then we began to tell him the story of how, you know, all these people love the monkey. We've, you know, all these famous surfers and everybody we know has the monkey. We have, we we had people who've come up to us and then like taken off their shoes and showed us the tattoo of the yeah, monkey. Yeah. And there's and that Peter like, Gabriel song. We, that was at so least famous. two people have tattooed the monkey on their body. Yeah. This this it. specific monkey. We're telling him all these stories, and he kind of went, huh. <laughs> and um, I'm not a failure. And then I was like, so we wanted to get the background of it. And anyway, he worked for this company, and uh, online you'll still find hundreds of products from this company, every, every little statue figurine they made. And he goes, yeah, I did that. And I'm like, what? He goes, I was their artist. He he made every product for this company. So of the hundreds of products he made, you know, he did this series of monkeys, and one of the monkeys was the surf monkey. And anyway, but you could just tell it was one of like seven hundred things he sculpted. But never it thought has twice this, about it. It has this whole life, you know. Anyway, so this, that's so the Beth- first time that his name. And the actual origin of the monkey has ever been spoken beyond can, can, our brains. Can you say yeah. it one more time for slow ball? Yeah. Masud, Masud or Masud Terahachi. Yes. The father of Sean Terahachi of cra- father, crap hound fame. The father of the surf monkey. Yeah. I just thought that was a fake name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Not great. So I remember so you, you I'm left assuming Yeah. that Masud, yeah. coming from Persia, as we say, or yeah. Iran, never surfed in his life. Probably not. And probably never saw a monkey surf. Absolutely. <laughs> I think we can see Or that, yeah. a 1920s bathing suit. Right. Right? Yes. Yeah. How did all those things go together? Where did it come from? Mm. Does he get a printout every week of the things he needs to make? Yeah. You know, he... he um, did he enlighten you at all? While we were there, uh, he goes, you know, I'm working on uh, these owls. And he had a bunch of little owls he was sculpting in the back. And then he says, I'm working on these paintings. And um, yeah, his wife just leaned over and went, he's kind of ADD. And he gets bored real quickly. And he's on. He's brilliant. And he just goes on to the next thing. And he, he doesn't even realize how he's created all these amazing things. And he just gets bored and goes on to the next thing. So, so Beth, I'm being serious here for a second. 
did you like kind of, were you like peering around in his house thinking, is there like the original Mr. Monkey in here? Yeah. Is the original Chango, is there like the super rare zero zero artist proof Chango version that's just kind of sitting over there like uh, not, he doesn't care a thing about it in the whole world. It's just one of 700 things he made. Oh, I wish. Sometimes people send us in pictures of ones they have that look like some of the original ones that he had made. But, but honestly, just sitting in his presence, I felt like, you know, I, I had made it. I mean, it was, it was so, you so the great. You got there. Yes. You found the guy. Yes. And, and he actually had us into his home. So ah, it was so fun. And, and I, you know, like I was saying earlier, these, it's such, they're just good people that love the surf monkey. And I mean, part of what I love about it is that it, um, it's just, you know, now it's this irregularly painted plaster of Paris monkey on a surfboard with eight toes and that you know it it's ridiculous and it brings joy and it, i think it reminds us you know not to take life life so seriously and, and joe's taking this seriously what's the oh well yeah the, sorry what's oh, the next I, issue patent, I just was, patent office you know no i just remember when we left him you know i i was trying to i just get across the gravity of what he had created you know and Again, telling him all the he had no people idea. who had it. He had no idea that this is being knocked off in another right. country. And, and all this, and, and it went on and on. Thousands and said, of tourists are buying this, yeah. you know, yeah. month after month after month. And people are tattooing it on their bodies, and exactly. it's on a TV show. And You're putting it on t-shirts now. Yeah, and there's multiple, you know, yeah, Billabong is, has, every couple seasons, does a product with the monkey. <laughs> Stance Socks, which is the biggest oh, yeah. sock maker. They do all the NBA and everything. They have a whole series of... of of the monkey yeah. on their socks and underwear. Anyway, I, you know, I said all this, did he, did he know? Did he care? Did he mind, you know, that he didn't make any money off all that? He said, that's okay. And then, you know, I said, you know, what do you think of all this, this influence you've had? And it's been at that point, it was 45 years. And he went, he just kind of nodded and like, that's nice. And then um, you left him one because you were like, do you, do you even have one? He goes, Oh no. So <laughs> you left him one, so we actually had a copy of one he made. He was so dear. Yeah, it was really neat. And uh, Mr. Terahachi passed away in 2019 at the age of 91. Mm. And the next mm. year, 2020, was the 50th anniversary. So, you know, we celebrated the moon landing and Woodstock and all those big events. And, and of course, the Surf Monkey is yeah. 50, 51, 52 now. 50, It'll yeah. be 52 next week. Aren't we all? It's wow. <laughs> exactly my age, pretty much. That's right. Well, Beth, bring it home for me. Tell us where where mm. folks can find it. I listened to a PSA on oh. YouTube today trying to find monkey information, and there was a PSA for not smoking marijuana, which was kind of <laughs> freaking funny. Yeah. It was pretty freaking funny as I'm trying to find yeah. anything on the surfing monkey as I'm literally driving over here. I don't want to say that, folks, like I was surfing on my phone while driving, oh, but I was at a lot of stoplights, and so I was just like, hey, is there anything on YouTube about this dang monkey? Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a commercial. Fu- very that, funny PSA. It's like a... It's on our website. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's super funny. And yeah. there's a commercial. The state of South Carolina did one Christmas about uh, Christmas ideas, or I forget what it was, but... I remember it you, was a surf monkey. Yeah. You had to they they phoned you and had you ship oh, wow. one to South Carolina so they could use it in their in their uh, commercial. Yeah. <laughs> well, wrap it up for me, Beth. Where oh. can people find okay. the surf monkey to purchase? 
the Surf Monkey t-shirts. What's the future of well, Chango? I think uh, this is going to help us uh, kind of get back going, uh, moving a little bit. Uh, this is, we have day jobs and so, and children. We have a pandemic. We have day jobs. We have <laughs> children. That should not stop the world from getting no, that's the surfing true. monkey. And, and what has continued is I continue to go and buy as many as I can from my friends that are making them. And so pretty much anybody who is in San Diego or visiting San Diego can can stop by and get as many surf monkeys as they would like here in San Diego. And if somebody is willing to ship them, then that might be the new thing. Steve Hall. (laughs) (laughs) But we need to get a 50th anniversary t-shirt out here soon, too. So that's that's what we're hoping to. And people have said, well, why don't you... Why don't you get them made in China and you could mass market them? And, and Beth has been very clear, like, no. no. I'm a purist. They have to come from Baja, made of plaster Paris, irregularly painted. Yeah. And and to give credit to our backup artists, uh, we had assumed there was a factory, you know, with a machine producing them in in Tijuana. So, so Beth, after years of kind of earning the trust of who she buys from, she got permission to go to the factory yeah. with uh, City Beat Magazine. You and a journalist from City Beat Magazine went down, and it was, was it a factory? Loosely. In the Baja it, sense of the it, word, it was a place was where a, things were made. It was exactly. When you showed exactly. me pictures, it, it was a shed. Yeah, I mean, it was very humble. Yeah, yeah. But they got the work done and did great work there, and uh, the man who made them let me help. Make a surf monkey with the mold one and scr- one at a time. Do you know where it went? Did you did you get your own surf monkey, or did it just go into production and somebody's going to get the one that you cast? Well, I I am pretty much the one who buys all the surf monkeys. From so you're going to get yours anyways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> from this, and you know the knife in in the in the plaster at a certain point to make that uh, hole for the change. If they sometimes they have that, sometimes they don't. Piggy bank. Piggy bank. Monkey bank. Um, yeah, so that was a, that was another amazing thing. But yeah, no, it has to be straight from them. Beth, can we agree that on a future slow Baja trip, we're going to get in my old Land Cruiser and just drive over to wherever these things are made yeah. and film a little video of how these monkeys are made? Oh, absolutely. God, and I'm sure wait. these people that have become friends will will welcome us graciously. That would be fantastic. And before you leave today, make sure that one on the table sans the new year's eve hat uh is for you wow wow well folks we're gonna leave it right there beth joe i knew this was gonna be fun and i'm so stoked i am so stoked to say it in the most san diego words of all to have um finally gotten to the bottom of chango and the exclusive you have the exclusive yeah that's right. Origin story. You heard it here first, folks. First, yeah. You heard it here first, folks. And we're not even through January in 2022. <laughs> and you already know this amazing bit of history. Mm. All right. Well, thanks again. Um, one more time. Where can folks find you on the internet? Does Chango have a website? Does Chango yeah. have an Instagram? Surfmonkeyfellowship.com. Is that a church? <laughs> no. Is it a 501c3? It's... <laughs> It's like Fellowship of the Rings, but cooler. Mm-hmm. It's like much what cooler. We say. But you've had at least you know a few, hundred people ask about the church, and it's no, it's not a church. It's not a church. Yeah. So surfmonkeyfellowship.com. I apologize for the um, 
the inferences. Needing to update the website. Oh, well, website. we'll get that settled. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> we got we got multiple parties that want to boost right, you into yeah, the 20th, good. This is 20th put, century, if not the 21st. Putting it out there. And then um, surfmonkeyfellowship at gmail.com is a great way to that's get a hold a of me. Direct line that to is. Beth. Slevkov. That is. That's right. And you can you can get him at uh, Mellow Jones is a great place in Solana Beach. Who he's an artist that takes the surf monkey and does amazing, amazing art pieces with them. So you bring him the blanks. Oh yeah. Yeah. And does he gold leaf them? What does he do with these things? Because oh, I've seen some amazing versions of them. Yeah, I need to post the recent. He has this angel surf monkey that is amazing. He has a David Bowie surf monkey. He's just, he's fantastic. A, a man named John, John, that's Milla Jones. And the California Surf Museum has the legitimate, you know, Surf Monkeys, Bird Surf Shed, Mission OB, Mission Surf. Yeah, so uh, there's a number of people carrying them. They're out there, and are they still for sale? My my best buddy, Ted Donovan, Mr. Baja visitor, he told me that they're on the Mexicali border. That. I think the more that they become popular with people like us helping that retro popular, the more the more we will find them being produced. Yeah, so I think we really have brought them back from extinction. I can honestly say I think I've been a part of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you brought one species back, Beth. One at a time. Poco a poco. Such a delight to be with you in your home. Thanks for making some time for Slow Baja, and I can't wait to uh, get you in the old FJ-40 and go see where these things are actually made. That is a, that's going to be a good, fun laugh. That sounds great. All, All right. right. Thanks, Mike. Well, thank you. Hey, I hope you liked that one. I did. Kind of fun learning the story behind Chango. Those things were everywhere when I first crossed the border back in uh, 1984. They were everywhere. And having just crossed last week, didn't see a single one. So I learned something. I hope you did too. I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you are enjoying the show, please drop a taco in the tank. You can do that right through the donate button at slowbaja.com. And if you're a Patreon supporter of others, please consider supporting this show, Slow Baja, on Patreon. I would really appreciate that. Thank you very much. And uh, share it, rate it, do all that stuff. I'll be back with something fun next week. Oh, yeah, I already told you about that. I'll be back with Ivan Stewart in video from Persibu. That's right. Next week, it's all starting at slowbaja.com on YouTube. Okay. And the, uh, to close things up here, to paraphrase Mary McGee's friend, Baja lover, racer, Steve McQueen, Baja's life, anything that happens before or after, is just waiting. And some home fries.